Watch out if that Washington heat wave's a mofo. It's a heat wave. I'm talking about a heat wave. Quit. Oui. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to another episode of Opinions That Don't Matter. I'm Katie. I'm Sean. Howdy do, howdy do, and deedly do. Top of the morning to you. Top of the morning to you, Katie. All that jazz. What's happening? Um, is Mental Health Month. May is Mental Health Month, and therefore I get asked to do a lot of things, which is wonderful. I should be so lucky. But it's just funny because my manager, my publicist, and people, our, our partner manager at YouTube is like, is it over yet? It feels like a lot. It's a lot. You do it 365. I know. And, so, you know, some people focus on it for a month, which yeah. is great. At least there's some focus in general. Yeah, but, but it is overwhelming. It definitely ramps up because I'm still doing things, normal things. Right, mm -hmm. right. Got to do more things. Interviews. Live streams. Cool. But it's been good. Um, our dog. I have to start, start off with puppy parlance. Ah, there's been a ban on the poopy parlance. Someone had a hard time with it. Oh, really? Yeah, me. No. Um, <laughs> you did. Someone was joking around. They're like, oof. It was rough. Rough. But in, to that end, just FYI, if anybody has poopy parlance happen in their own life, I did some research and found a deodorizer odor killer called angry orange and you can get it on amazon everybody that did the review said that their spray bottle was like really bad it's not leaking ours works fine it just like you have to pull it back out all the way to get a full another spritz so it's, it's kind of like a finger workout it's pretty cool i but it kills the stink yeah because we sean had cleaned it right he cleaned it as best as he could we rented a carpet cleaner sean went over it three times it still smelled weird yeah, but this stuff, orange oil, the house smelled like orange blossoms mm -hmm. as only a, a grove and having lived in Orange County for a while, mm -hmm. I can tell you, I can attest to it. It was uh, orange Where's grove. the Bible? I'll put my hand on the Bible we right now. We don't have one, I don't think. Okay, well, this just, it smelled lovely and there was no, and once that faded, there was mm -hmm. nothing. So not only does orange oil kill tick, no, not ticks, termites, probably kills ticks too. It kills termites? Termites, ticks too. Tickety, tick, tick, That's talk. alliteration, baby. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it kills termites. That's the oh, natural yeah, that's the safe natural way. way to keep them out. And right? I must say, when they did that to our um, termite sandwich in Santa Monica, mm -hmm. it did smell similar. But this, this is lovely. And I might just start using it, you know. Yeah, Sean's like, do you want to do the whole house? It takes a lot of work to get it out there. And you want to like douse it. So it did take three. I did three rounds. I probably could have gotten away with two. It's about half the bottle. Um, but it does. It no longer stinks. It's amazing. And the, the house really smells is gone. Right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Which leads me to the trees that I want to purchase. Mm. Um, and they could go in pots. They could go outside of the pots. Okay. I really want a citrus, like a, a Meyer lemon mm -hmm. in a pot. Mm -hmm. One time I was at a fancy person's house and they had a bunch of pots with these, you know. Meyer in, lemon trees. Oh, and it's just the blossoms. Mm -hmm. First of all, it's very pretty. The yeah. leaves are green. I mean, they're wealthy, so they probably had the best nutrients. Yeah, for the them. gardener was working right? at them every day. Yes. Yeah. You know, that's what rich people demand. I demand. I don't best. want shitty Meyer lemon trees. <laughs> but if you go to fast trees, fastgrowingtrees.com, mm -hmm. they have. They should sponsor us. Sean loves them. I am on their site. Like we bought our friends a blackberry plant, and he. We talked to him just yesterday, and he said that it's already growing blackberries. Yeah, they, very strong roots. Mm -hmm. I don't know how they do it, but it's magic. I think they just, you know, they know what they're doing on their end, and then mm -hmm. they send you the best of the best. Yeah, it's like when we order and the weak from ones they send to Leon and George. 
we had to film this thing with YouTube and they gave us money for the set. And so I bought this beautiful pink rubber plant. It was stunning. A moment of silence because we had to leave it with our neighbor. Uh, I think it made her day. It totally did, but it ruined mine. She was like, goodbye, it was neighbors my... that I don't really know. Thank she, you for the plant. She was so nice. Yeah, she was cool. Um, but I hated leaving that plant. Yeah. <laughs> it would be right here if it. Right. If we could have fit it in the car. But anyway. Fastgrowingtrees.com uh, has amazing. Leon and George oh. has beautiful plants also. I was just going to say, they don't do the like fast-growing trees. That's not their thing. They do like decorative plants. Interior design. And exterior, like little trees and stuff, like olive trees, which I thought would be pretty out in the front in pots. I would, yes, olive trees would be mm -hmm. beautiful. They I always, sell those. There's a scene in um, Gladiator, I think, mm -hmm. where he returns to his villa. Yeah, it's a row. Yeah, down them. rows of olive trees. Isn't that when he dies? Oh runs yeah, to his wife that's his heaven. Killed. Mm -hmm. mm. Yeah, he runs down the olive tree. It's like the long um, driveway kind of. These olives are bitter. And that music is oh, yeah. Mm. Mm -hmm. Moment of silence. I for cried. Russell Crowe. I know. Uh, anyway, so that's the end of, po of poopy parlance. Angry orange is amazing. Highly recommend. And it's not crazy expensive. I think the bottle we got was like fifteen dollars. Right? I would have paid a thousand dollars to get rid of that smell. Oh, you guys, it was rough. You know, mm -hmm. mm, rough. We end up having to pay like probably seventy dollars because of the rental for the, the thingy. Yes. But anyway, um, so that's that. But puppy parlance. So we have a new problem. I don't. I assume it's because it's summer and it's skeeter season. We have a skeeter in the house somewhere. That fucker. I'm very acutely aware. But I think Sean might already kill him in the blanket. I'm a mighty hunter. Yeah, well, to protect I, my homestead. Well, I went to grab my phone off of like this blanket, and it flew out, and I was like, "Oh, there it is, Sean!" And he like swashed a blanket on top of it, and I think he got it. But anyway, I think it might have to do with the mosquitoes, maybe. But our baby girl sleeps in our bedroom now, and the amount of licking herself over and over—it's it, I can't deal. It's, she, she's pretty loud, you know, around the and then, around midnight. Mm, mm -hmm. So she makes we'll, noise. Maybe she? we'll put her out in the living room. That's what I did last night. I left her out in the living room when I went to bed. But she came in, and she came in, and and then I, <laughs> so I snuck up on her. I got out of the bed really quiet. Right, mm -hmm. she was making her noise. It was probably so loud in her ears because my ears aren't so good. I'm, but it know, still wakes you. Yes, so okay. I can't imagine how loud it is in her head because when I do that in my own headphones. I know, I hate loud. it. I hate it. Yeah, mastication. Yeah, I'm masticating right now. <laughs> it's the worst sound ever. And I don't know if she's licking because she itches. And don't worry, she's on stuff for heartworm and anything that she get from fleas mosquitoes. Yeah, yeah, fleas, ticks, heartworm. It's Sempericotrio or whatever. She's on that every month. She has her appointments at her vet all the time. Yeah, but, you know, it doesn't stop the mosquitoes from like, because she's kind of like a hairless cat. Yeah, But she she's a have... dog and she has some hair, kind of like me. But it's like a thin layer. Yeah, she has a... She doesn't have any undercoat and the hair under her bold. armpits. <laughs> yeah, there's barely any hair there. Helps her run faster. Yeah, it's the friction. Yeah. Um, but goddamn, I've been yawning all day yesterday, the day before, and a little bit today because she keeps us up. Right. It's been brutal. So last night, I wanted to know what's she doing in the dark to make... Why is she making this noise? Yeah, why is she what wake in the up? world? What are you doing? What are you doing? And... I woke up to you two nights ago having a conversation with her and she doesn't speak English. Plus no, but I'm like, you okay? Can you go outside? Because she knows some key terms. Nothing. Wouldn't get out of bed. I said, come, I'll take you outside. Nothing. So last night mm -hmm. she starts up that noise 
and I get out of the bed, but it was like, I used my ninja skills. You know how good I am at sneaking around, right? Sometimes. Well, yeah. <laughs> Maybe there's an odd crack of my knee or I was my just going to say, you getting up, you're like. <laughs> you're right. It's yeah. like, and then you're ready. The OK the crowd. <laughs> and then I go into ninja mode. Mm-hmm. And she doesn't know where I am after all the firecrackers. I'm on the other side of the room. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm hiding in the shadows. That's that's his specialty. Hiding he in the shadows. The pops. No. <laughs> oh yeah. You know, people throw sound. Right. That's it. Okay, I'm, a, so I'm anyway. a ventriloquist of knee popping. You are. So you snuck up on her. I snuck up on her, and I. It was very dark, so I had to go by my spidey senses, or mm-hmm. or you know, like your intuition you of how her. close you are. Yep, and I'm getting closer, <laughs> closer, and then I turned my flashlight on, and you know what she was doing? What? She had her tongue in her butt. But then does she have to go potty? I don't know. And I was like, what are you doing? And so you made a good uh, observation when I said, oh, she's licking her behind, you know, like, and you said, you know what? Maybe she has mosquito bites. Yeah. And I said, dang it. You know what? You may be right because. They bite her wherever. Yeah. But and I, yeah. I and think she, she was just. To go when, potty. I her, when I say her behind, I mean, she was just in that general area. I didn't yeah. like see her, you know. Yeah, actually like looking at yeah, the just... bottom hole. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it's been so loud. But and... then I pet her mm-hmm. and then she kind of calmed down. She stopped doing it and then everything was right as rain. Is there any antihistamine? I'm going to ask our vet because when I get a lot of mosquito bites, I the antihistamine helps. I take a Claritin rapid dissolve or uh, rapid melt or whatever it's called. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what dogs, I mean, they they dream like we do. They're running in their sleep. So yeah. they're very similar biology. Clearly. <laughs> Because of the dreams. Well, no, yeah. I'm just saying. Well, no, I know their systems, you know, are very different, but there are things like, for instance, my mom will give Charlotte like a little baby Benadryl before they fly or something. If it, you know, it'll make right. her go to sleep. But it, the dosage depends on their weight. And also you have to make sure it's okay. So we'll talk to the vet, but I don't know what to do for her. And I don't know what this deal is. This is a new thing for the last like four days. Ah, the adventures of owning a pet never end. It's mm-hmm. very interesting. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and she's two. Yeah. She had a birthday. Dos. Mm-hmm. What's it? Dos anos? Años. Dos but you would say ella, she, or Roxy. Tiene dos años. She has two years. Tiene? Tiene. T-I-E-N-E. Tiene. Because tango or tener is to have. Whiskey Foxtrot uh, Tango. Uh, this is... Uh, Foxtrot? Yeah. You had trouble with Foxtrot. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to think of what the uh-huh. word was. Yeah. I didn't know either until you I, said it. Clearly, I wasn't in the military or... There was a film I always wanted to watch. I think it's called Whiskey, whatever, something, Foxtrot, whatever. Whiskey Tango Foxtrot? Tango. Tango yeah. Foxtrot. Over? I think Tina Fey is in one. It's supposed to be right. goofy. She, she's kind of fall, not fallen off the map, but I haven't seen her recently. We don't watch anything. Uh, you know what? I, someone told me that the other day. They're like, it's you who's fallen off the map. Mm-hmm. They're on Apple Plus. I'm like, what's Apple Plus? We don't have Apple Plus. Is that like Google Plus? It's like Netflix. Right. And then there's Paramount, mm-hmm. Crackle, Sizzle. Zuzu, Wibby Wobby. <laughs> you know, once you cut the cable, ooh, ooh. there's yeah, there's all, um, these... there's all sorts of things. Do the Watusi. It even costs no, you more no. than a uh, regular uh, cable used to cost, which is the whole reason we all ditched it. Right. Also, you get a bunch of shit you don't want, which is also happening again. Hmm. Blast, I say. Um, but yeah, so we don't have Apple Plus. We also don't have Hulu. Right. Where is what we do in the shadows these days? Hulu. Because you got to track the shows. They mm-hmm. leave one series and you go to, not that's series, like, but one platform. Yeah, you go to the other that's like platform. when The Office used to be on Netflix. Yeah. And then Paramount Plus was like, because I think they're NBC, right? They snatched it back. 
Well, they were like, it's going to be on here. And they thought that everybody would switch over. And I was like, you can go fuck yourself. Because wow. there's Disney Plus and HBO and blah, 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 right, blah. Right. Everything's $15 a month. If you're on YouTube, by the way, mm-hmm. and that's where you're watching, where you're enjoying your OTDM, Ooh, uh-huh. um, I just want to apologize. We upload the video days in advance it's and early. then it just sits in the queue uh, processing. We think YouTube is not interested in long form or something. It processes for days. It's really for strange. For like four days. So I apologize. We're doing it's, our best. Yeah. Um However, if you are looking for the podcast in video format, the day it's supposed to be released, just go over to Spotify. We're um, there and they have no problem with it. That's Uploads in video, fast. audio. And yeah. then if you're listening, if you're on Apple. Uh, Apple Plus, podcast. Pod, no, Apple, Apple podcast, podcast. Just your podcast app on your Apple device. Right. We're there and you can leave us all the stars. All the stars. All of the stars. Only if you enjoy us. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, if you want to be pen pals or something. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, what else is going on? What's happening with you? Oh, I actually received a couple of emails asking about PJ and the Dirty Rocks, mm. which is a great name for a band, by the way. That's how I wrapped up our podcast. Mm-hmm. But I, I got messages <laughs> about it. They're like, what does this mean, PJ and the Dirty Rocks? <laughs> if you didn't listen to the last episode. I don't even know if PJ knows that I know this story. Maybe. Maybe. We could have talked about it. When we were Because I was not around. It was. It's a Sean story that he has given to me that I find very funny. We were uh, probably 15 or 16 years old, busboys at a, at a restaurant, and this uh, general manager or regional manager, mm-hmm. Claude, from uh, France. French. Claude came in, and for some reason, he was going to clean up our location, our restaurant. It was a big restaurant, and it had a lot of things to clean, and by golly, we would do any job for extra what hours. Was the chain, right, Chi-Chi's? Yep. It's an old Tex-Mex chain in Canada. Yeah, I knew what Tex-Mex was pretty early on in the craze. Yeah. Okay, so anyway. Oh. So Claude. Yeah, Claude. Claude. I'll say Claude. Claude. Because that's how an American would say it. Yeah. Uh, so this man, he looked like Inspector Clouseau, which was like, I guess, you know, um, kind of amusing behind the scenes. You know, mm-hmm. he, he had the mustache. and You have to show people a picture because they won't know what that in, means. Inspector Clouseau? People don't know that off the top of their head. I didn't know that off the top of my head. The Pink Panther? The I know. I know because you have you like have mentioned a zillion times we watched more of it, but I watched some of it as a kid and then just forgot about it. The Great Peter Sellers. I I know, but I did not know. Okay. So, so Claude old. looked like Inspector Clouseau mm-hmm. in this photo. And he would walk around the restaurant and he, he would have like his little inspection gloves sometimes. Well, like and he would white like, gloves. And he'd look at it and you're like, oh, crap. He's going to, you know, you're working. and That's annoying. He's going to, yeah, exactly. And I, I would, oh, Sean, I'd like you to brasso the brass. Mm-hmm. It's so, not shiny enough and yeah, clean it up. Okay, blah, blah, fine. Blah, blah, That's blah. fine. I'll get extra hours, right? Yeah. But there came a certain point where like he was, I don't know if he was trying to get rid of some staff or if he was just riding us hard, you know? Or maybe or, he was trying to, to like prove that he was worth still keeping there maybe yeah i don't know what the deal was anyways uh the sneeze guard over the buffet certainly that should be spotless and mm-hmm. we were always cleaning that you know to appease claude and just cleanliness yeah Not like you guys well you're also teenagers so well no but we were we were proud of where we worked you know? okay okay uh, always sweeping hokeying the carpet uh-huh. you know hokey's a funny so there's a funny thing in um Sean and I's relationship because he's from Canada and I'm from the States and also probably even the fact that I'm from Washington state, East coast, West coast, there are things baby, baby. in home that Canadians call by different names than Americans do. And I think it's because of the brand. So like 
I forget what we even called that now that you've called it hokey for so long. But a hokey is essentially um, just like a roller vacuum, a vacuum that you don't plug in. It's like one of those little like zoop, 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 zoop. we had one at my it's grandma's a dust house. Dustbin meets a beater brush meets a yeah a sweep. I forget action. what we called them now, but anyway, my grandma had one. We used to play around with it and think it was fun to see how much it could pick up. Zoop, a zoop, good hokey can zoop. pick up quite a bit. A lot of tortilla chips and. But I think a hokey is a Canadian brand would be my guess because I don't believe that's what that vacuum is called. I'll look it up. Like a garburator. But that was my next example. So we call them garbage disposals here in the States and Sean calls them a garburator. And I think that's because that's that brand that you guys have. They did a good job right. marketing, you yeah. know. So one day we're uh, by the hostess stand. PJ and I are uh, talking and I think PJ, there was a hostess he used to ha not have a crush on, but you know, mm -hmm. she was easy on the eyes and PJ was like, oh, I'm going to go up and clean the front at the by the hostess stand or whatever while we're waiting for customers. And uh, I walk up and I'm talking to PJ and oh, around the corner comes Claude and he sees us and he thinks we're slacking off. But really, I had just gotten there, you know, just started the conversation. Like, hey, PJ, how's it going? Good shift or whatever. And Claude, he looks at PJ. He doesn't even see me. He looks at PJ. He's like, come with me, you know? Mm -hmm. So he P takes PJ, PJ outside. I love like, when French people say PJ because they're like, PJ. It just <laughs> sounds so funny to me. Okay, a hokey, by the way, is essentially, they just call them cordless vacuum cleaners or carpet sweeper. And that's what we call them as a carpet sweeper. Okay, continue. Right. Now, PJ could probably tell the story way better. And my details may be a little fuzzy, but this is how I remember it uh -huh. or how I've reconstructed the memory from you know, 30 years we'll ago. I have to hear from PJ, from yeah. the source. He's probably yes. going to call in and be like, Sean. This is not at all. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But anyways, Claude takes PJ outside and he's like, PJ, I want you to look in, and I'm not going to do the French accent because, yeah, you know, but he's like, uh, I want you to look in the garden in front of the restaurant. There's like a. Yeah, a little, a, probably a, like where flowers or bushes were. Exactly. And there's like a rope chain and everything, you know, and uh, mm -hmm. where, so the people can't step in the garden and ruin our beautiful plants whatever man yep. but i get it you know keep all it restaurants clean. have a little uh flora and fauna did you see the bug yeah what was that i didn't oh. you made a weird gesture something just transomed the light oh was it come to the light caroline um so pj is outside mm -hmm. with claude and claude is looking around really annoyed he's like pj do you see what i see PJ's like, what? I hate when people say, just tell me what you need. What What do you need? Do you see? And PJ's like, no. Do you see now? No, you know. Yeah. Oh, God, I hate that. And he says, PJ, I want you to clean the rocks. PJ's like, what? Clean the rocks. The rocks are dirty. And PJ was like, but the rocks go in the ground, man. You know, they're like, outside. That's why they're dirty. Yeah, they go in the ground. They're dirty. Rocks like, and dirt, they hang out together. But he wanted the rocks to be spotless. Well, then we need to get new rocks. Well, just get the dirt off the rocks, you know, so the rocks can really shine because that's what's going to sell your nachos. Your ass hat is probably what PJ's thinking. But he's like, right away, Claude, you know, no mm -hmm. problem. I think PJ probably took an extra, you know, 30 minutes, maybe ran around back. Well, I just take like break. some water and just well, yes, it over the rocks. I bet you PJ, to be absent, made a point and got a toothbrush from the back and was like scrubbing the rocks, you know, wave at Claude. You're so stupid. <laughs> he was such an asshole. That's so stupid. So anyway, Sorry. that was the joke about cleaning the rocks. Oh, yeah. PJ and the Dirty Rocks. Mm -hmm. That's PJ and the Dirty Rocks. That's the story. And I just think it's really funny. I, I enjoy it. I, I just... Because it didn't happen to us. That's why we enjoy it. Yeah. <laughs> it was our version of being in the military, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. You had this uh, drill sergeant who was a real b-hole. Yeah. I remember when my first job I worked... So I think I've told you guys this before, but in Washington State, one thing that we have that other states do not have as much... I mean, Oregon has some, but again, we own this, is espresso stands. And an espresso stand is essentially just like a little shack 
in a parking lot where you can get your lattes and your frappuccinos and whatever's your coffee whatever you want um except for drip coffee this is espresso only because it's an espresso stand or some people like to say an espresso stand espresso with an x <laughs> which, i used to think that was what it was which is not correct i thought that one was little too until so anyway. it became cultured Ooh, the cultured um so my first job was in this espresso stand and the people were crazy the owners were like drill sergeant insane um like having you wipe the ceiling because all those i remember and i don't know if this is true that might be true but who the fuck cares but every day we'd have to wipe all the walls down and the ceiling and she would say any of those little dots you see those are fly eggs and they need to be clean so i take this like bleach rag and like wipe everything mm -hmm. and that was fine or whatever fine I had a stepping stool i'm like 15 years old whatever those aren't coffee grounds in the uh, grounds in the bottom of the coffee cup right those are, those are eggs or something what the fuck but anyway she and that's what i thought it was, it was probably like splatters of coffee because like we're at a coffee stand um anyway so that's all fine and dandy got to clean out the machine do all the basic shit that you got to do when you work in an espresso town i ended up working in like three of them over my like teen years so got to be very familiar but this one was wired so poorly that like when you'd have to wipe along you couldn't wipe anywhere near the electrical outlets because you'd get electrocuted naturally but this was like a little more and i remember when she was training me i was like wiping and i got electrocuted and i was no. like "Ooh!" and she was like you're gonna have to do that every time because i need you getting close to that outlet or whatever and I went home. My dad was like, that fucking lady has lost her. My dad was a big cusser. He was a... Um, Is that where you get it from? Probably. No, I actually get it from my friend Kim. Oh. Um, no, it was funny. Growing up, my dad cursed a lot because he was in construction forever. He was a He's a welder by trade and a boiler maker. And that was just how they all talked. And my mom would be like, that's not appropriate. So I grew up not cursing at all because I went to church. I was a good church-going girl. No, heavens to Betsy. And then my junior year of college, I met my good friend Kim, and she was like, cussing is like a good uh, release of like stress and, and anger and whatever. And I agreed. So Kim is a lawyer, mm -hmm. and she was doing trial work mm -hmm. for a while. I don't think she does that anymore. I think she's more in the research side of it. She prefers trial work. I do know that. Oh, I she switched would... jobs quite a bit. I'm not sure. If she... I know she's doing some, but not as much as she'd like. I'd love to see her do her job oh, she'd, as a trial she'd, lawyer. She'd kill it with the 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 cursing because she'd do oh, it tastefully. She doesn't. Yeah, she would save it up. You know, like mm -hmm. uh, Your Honor, this person is a fucking liar. <laughs> she Clearly, I, I I won't be saying that all the time. But honestly, this person's a fucking liar. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> I rest my case. <laughs> you know she she's so good at her job. I have no doubt. Kim is good at anything she puts her mind to. But now they have two small children, so she doesn't curse as much as she used to. Well, she wants to be a judge, mm -hmm. and I can only imagine if she was a judge, and it's her courtroom, so she could probably drop the f bomb if she wanted she to. She could. Listen That'd be here, scary. you fucker. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you, you know. Think this is funny? Yeah. Yeah, Kim's Kim's a. She can be she has a tongue that would cut when she cuts like a knife. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But anyway, so she's the one that that we used to curse a lot together. Mm. She's my cursing buddy. <laughs> cursing Kim. Mm-hmm. Cursing Kim. That good friend. <laughs> She's so sweet, oh, though. But it's funny. And I have to say, I I have never turned back. Fair enough. Speaking of working in the restaurant industry, as you were just talking about, yeah. I saw something that horrified me as a germaphobe. Now, I had already heard about this. So much this. stuff horrifies you as a germaphobe. Yes, it's true. I'd already heard about this, but okay. this one... You know, because it was in print. I think I just heard like the urban legend, but mm. you ready? I'm ready. I was born ready. 
This article was written by Taylor and Spencer May, and it is That's a entitled, lot of names. I know, right? Just pick two of your four names. Yeah, don't do them all. Taylor Ann or Ann Spencer or Spencer May. Yep. Or Taylor May. Any of those combinations. <laughs> Any but, of those will work. But don't use all four of them. It's just too much. It's pretentious. It's, it's Catholic is what it reeks of to me. Right. <laughs> I use my two middle names and my two last names and my two, two, two. Yep. Right. Okay. The dirty truth about soft serve ice cream. Mm-hmm. If you're like me, you love soft serve ice cream. I do love soft serve. It's ice cream. rich and yep. creamy, and it gives us those classic nostalgic vibes. Yes, I love a soft serve vanilla cone from Dairy Queen. But what if I told you that our favorite summertime treat may sometimes contain potentially life threatening bacteria? Everything does. It's a bummer to even think about it, we know. Here are five reasons you should think twice before eating soft serve ice cream this summer. I'm still going to eat it. Number one, soft serve E. coli machines harbor dangerous bacteria. Probably. Yeah, I know. Number two, those machines are tricky to keep sanitary. So even if you do it once, you get rid of the bacteria. Is that why McDonald's are always broken? I think so, because it's just like, you ever seen those industrial machines? Have you ever had to break one down? No. I've had it in, in uh, the bar industry before. Well, we had to do it at Jamba Juice, but it was only the orange juicer thing but they were very good where you just fill it with water essentially and run it and you'd yeah. see everything run through until it came through clean you get sticky stuff everywhere dairy not to gross you out but like um uh the those mach- milk machines you mm-hmm. know where you get the sack and the the nipple and you put the sack in the uh, in the refrigerator oh, oh. industrial milk dispensary. okay uh-huh. um yeah that stuff like the, the milk gets you know curdled and yeah, it's just, it's gross. So, I have not had to deal with that. Okay. Okay. Number three, the soft serve mixture itself can also become easily contaminated. Because I'm not it's... scared yet. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm still going to eat my Number four, mm. and all that bacteria can make you seriously <gasps> sick. No. Back in 2005, over 120 people in Ohio got sick when soft serve ice cream machine became contaminated with Staphylococcus. Oh. I may have added an extra Ococcus. Staphylococcus? Isn't that how you say it, I think? I'd wow. have to see. Bing, 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 bing. I, I think that's how you say it. Yeah, I got a staph infection, essentially. A staph. Oof. Staph bacteria. Staph from soft. What did you cut yourself with the ice cream and smear well, it all no, over your wound? <laughs> there's common ways for bacteria like staphylococcus to become, like to get inside your body. Right. And we think of it, it's just like toxic shock syndrome. Mm-hmm. It's blood Which poisoning. Which I've had. But we thought it was only tampons because that's the warning that you hear. Just like staph, you get staph infections from a cut that isn't healed or cleaned or right. taken care of. But I'm that bacteria or that virus or whatever we're talking about can exist on its own probably in different mediums. Not always, but in that case, clearly it can. This will this hits home for you. In a more recent case from 2016, two hospitalized patients in Seattle became even sicker after enjoying milkshakes mm. from the hospital cafeteria. Oh. Kick well, me while I'm down. Well, I know dairy itself is hard on your system for a lot of people. Like, the, okay, guys, I don't eat a lot of dairy. I do like cheese, but I don't eat a ton. You know, there's only so much cheese you can eat. So I randomly was like, oh, you know what sounds good? I'm going to have some of Sean's yogurt, that Greek yogurt from Whole Foods or from uh, Costco with some granola and berries and stuff. I was like, that sounds good. I'm going to have that for a snack. And I've never, my stomach was like, I just felt horrible for like four hours until I think my body finally processed it. Super lactose, I'm going to say. I think it's just too much lack. I also know I am partially a little lactose intolerant, not crazily, but like if I have cheese, I'll be like, for a long time. Ose, O-S-E, at the end of a word, I think that means it's sugar. It's some sort of carbohydrate. Mm, Possibly. I'm, I'm not a... 
Milk um, toast. No. Milk toast. My friend Kate, who I had on the channel like ages ago, the dietitian, she went and got her PhD or her master's degree, I think PhD, in whatever that is. When milk you, like, toast? Exactly. No, like when you break down, because she wanted to be, because it's Kate and she loves being in school, she wanted to be like the best dietitian she could ever be. And so she became like she knows all of the chemical breakdowns and makeups of food and how your body can process it oh. and how to essentially make sure you're getting the nutrients your body needs for you like i don't know if that makes sense yeah there's a name for it and i forget her her like credentials or her degree fair enough i forget what it's called it's bothering me it's there. biochemist no it's in my brain somewhere hmm. anyway all right well those people who were in the hospital mm -hmm. they uh, ended up with listeria Oh, yeah. Listeria is very common. Listeria is a dangerous one. Super That's dangerous. That's the bathtub cheese disease. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The bathtub cheese disease. It is. Don't you remember those signs I, up in Los Angeles? I do. Don't buy your bathtub cheese from someone on the street. Buy it from Whole Foods. But like who's buying cheese? Who's making their own cheese? I guess Italians make their own mozzarella. I watched a guy on TikTok where he makes it. Well, in LA, I know that uh, the Hispanic community, a lot of people don't have licenses, right? There's people mm -hmm. that are floating below the surface of... Uh, There's always that in every yeah, community. In the gray areas, right? Mm -hmm. Undocumented or It'd whatever. It would be like us making a kombucha and selling it. Yeah, but I think that there's a lot of people who are... There's there's businesses full-on operating in the shadow, right? Mm, okay. And I think one of them is, you know, everyone likes cheese, so why not make it in your bathtub? Just don't make it before you're going to work, you know, like... Uh, taking a shower and it's just the whole thing's weird yeah how do you make how do you make it in your bathtub i think because the the bathtub is such a large vessel that you, you ever see how they make cheese and the the way becomes the i have but it's like and the, huge and something it, in the way <laughs> i just don't understand why you, why you want to i guess because you're just trying to make a living yeah probably in your bathtub well it's a large vessel who has a you know like i've got a lobster pot but I don't have a bathtub size. Yeah, you know. but it's a bathtub. Well, that's that's it, right? Like, what's in the drain? Sometimes I wonder what's in the drain, and then I don't even want to know. <laughs> no. Because they call it the pee trap for a reason, right? It's not the pee trap. Yeah, and a drain, the, the mm -hmm. little elbow. Yeah. Isn't that the pee trap? I don't think it's the pee trap. I thought it was called, I don't know, just the trap. I don't even know. It's a U-bend. I don't know. Hmm. Okay, I don't know either. Mm -hmm. Like I said, I don't know anything about plumbing. PJ's yelling right now. He's like, God damn pee it. Pee trap drain. Oh. So you're maybe right. Is that where the, the stink comes from, the pee trap? It's the letter P. What is a pee trap? It's a simple device. A pee trap holds just enough water to create an airtight seal that prevents sewer gases from coming back into your home. Oh. So it's not actually at all that. So it's anti-stink. Yep. Hmm. And this actually goes... Oh, they also, well, this is a YouTube video, so you can't necessarily, it's called the J-Bend. That's what it is. That, that you under your sink, right? Yep. Yeah, the J-Bend. Ah, uh, okay, okay. You know, it'd be really cool if we had an editor and they did like a, bring, the more you know. But the P-Trap is to sewage. Okay, fair enough. Well, we can change um, stories. That's, uh, <laughs> it just, it caught my eye. I'm like, summer's oh, here. I, would, I want soft it. serve ice I'm cream. I'm still having it. I'm going to, oh. Um, I have a, an update about yes. our generator, our home generator system. Mm -hmm. And uh, you can't spell Wisconsin without the letters W-I-N, win. You can't spell Wisconsin without win. Sure. Okay, so here's the deal. Um, Why would you start off with that? Well, we, 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 have a, we had a problem. I love your notes. Can't spell Wisconsin without win. 
So we have a generator and the generator comes from Wisconsin. Oh, like that, a lot of cheese. And not bathtub regular. No, but the best cow, the happiest cows come from Wisconsin. That's what they say. Yeah. I follow a guy that cleans the hoofs. It's a Nate the Hoof guy on TikTok. He's from Wisconsin. Oh. He helps the dairy cows. Probably satisfying. It's really cool to For watch. For him and the cows. And I have a lot of information about hoof care that I don't know what to do with. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay. So Wisconsin, win. Yeah. Um, so we have a generator at our house and it has this thing called mobile link. It's tied to my phone mm-hmm. and it starts sending me alerts. It's like, help, help. I'm offline. I'm offline. Ah, and we had recently, I think we told them, maybe not, but we had, um, because of the studio, they had to turn our power off for like four hours to get our new box installed for the studio and right. to wire that in. So when they put the you know the power back on or however it works, whatever's mm-hmm. going on in the wizardry world of electricity mm-hmm. that I, I have no about. idea. Mm-hmm. Is it AC? Is it DC? I don't know. I want to rock. That's not AC, DC, Katie. It, I didn't say any of this. <laughs> I'm just along for the ride, Sean. <laughs> okay, okay so, so they came and they went and then... And when they left, the alarm starts going off on my phone saying wheel, wheel. the Generac is not working. Mm-hmm. Sean, this is the Generac. Please help. I am offline. I cannot assist you if your power goes out right and so i i left it we for about like, a week oh, no. as i read the literature and i was online i'm like how do i get this thing to work mm-hmm. uh finally i was like i gotta call the service center i called the local service people and 275 dollars like, yeah to come out and i was like mm, i'm pretty sure i can do this myself though but we were afraid that sean would get electrocuted well because uh the instructions that i found online were like you know, open the, the sub panel and well, and he thought, stand in a wet puddle and use a metal implement to like make sure the light around. Is, yeah, exactly. Um, but also the 275 we thought was because what would you think had happened? A, a break? No, a, the T1 a, fuse, had, the fuse had blown, fuse had blown. but to access it anyway, it was a long so time. whatever he thought a fuse was blown. And so instead of having those people come out and us pay almost $300, Called I called the, the company themselves. and I was like, Hey guys. Um, and the loveliest man picks up. Hey, how are you doing? Mm-hmm. I was like, good. How are you? You know, like I was expecting mm-hmm. customer service just to kind of yeah push you along. Yeah. And he was like, how's it going today? I was like, pretty good. What are you up to? I was like, I was just outside. It was a lovely day. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's great. I really hope you have a good week. I'm like, thanks. Um, so I've got okay, a generator so- <laughs> and he's like, Oh yeah, go on. I said, well, this is the problem. I have an error message. He's like, Oh, dang. I was like, dang. Yeah. I was like, that's what I thought, dude. And he's like, yeah, these things are a little tricky, but they're not that tricky. I could probably walk you through if you have any questions. I was like, this is what Sean likes to do too. Cause then we at least understand more about what we have on our home and we can teach a man to, we can triage it fish and you know, you don't have to give him fish. Right. Is that no, the you same? give a man a fish, you feed him for a day. You teach him to fish, he feeds himself forever. Right. In this case, the guy prevented like me from electrocuting myself. <laughs> teach a man easy. not to unplug things and fish around with metal objects. He won't die. So I go outside. I'm on the phone with him. He's like, you see the box? I was like, yeah. He goes, open the box. and Yeah, tell me what you... He walks me through it. And, um, and then I got electrocuted. No. <laughs> no. He did not. Uh, then he walks me over to the generator. He says... Beep, boop, boop, press this button, that button, boom, clears the error. And it was because the power had gone off and they didn't properly disconnect from the generator. It triggered an error message. He goes, now open your app. Tell me what you're seeing. It says error cleared. Yay. He said, oh gosh, I'm so happy that we could help you today. Perfect. And I said, you know what? I re- What's your name? He says, my name is Jake. I said, Jake from Allstate? He says, yeah. I, said, no. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I, I moonlight. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
what's your name, Jake? He says, well, you know, uh, it's been a pleasure helping today. I said, is there a way I can fill out a customer service form? Because yeah. so often today, and I didn't tell him this, but so often people just go online, rant and rave. Oh, yeah. You know, Yelp is full of Shitty. nasty. Well, p- people are, I forget the stat, but it's like you're four times more likely to write a nasty review than you are to write a good review because yeah. a good review doesn't, see, it doesn't suit you. It suits them. Right. Do you know what I mean? But I want the, you know, this guy should be training people, mm-hmm. but maybe they're all like that. You know, by the way, he told me he's in Wisconsin. Okay. That's why. Wisconsin. Oh yeah. To get back to the beginning of the story. <laughs> that's why I said, Wisconsin, you can't spell it without W-I-N, win. That guy was nice. Super nice. Yeah. So I wrote a, a very, I explained the whole case I would love to go scenario. to Wisconsin. We were supposed to go to Oshkosh before, thanks COVID. I had to do it virtually. Not the same. Right. We're supposed to be, remember your birthday was it on that Monday or Tuesday? And then we were supposed to leave like that Wednesday. And then COVID. I know. Boom. Got us out of that one. Boom. Roasted. <laughs> All right. So yeah, so they helped us with our Generac. <sighs> Saved us 275 bucks. And I thought the least I could do is take five minutes mm-hmm. and write a nice letter about the person. We also have to do something this weekend. I'll try to document it. You have to drain your hot water heater or hot water tank um, every year. And we haven't done it since we've moved in. And I'm praying that the people who owned our home before had done it. It was a new water heater. So I think we're good there. It's 2019. Well, new-ish. So it's four years old. Here's something I don't understand. And I found out why they do it, but I I didn't understand why. They put the water heater in the ceiling. I know. So if there's a leak, it's just going to ruin your house. It ruins everything. I have a water sensor there. I know. Yeah. Maybe because the garages are detached. I think because it's just that much more copper. I think it's a cost-saving thing. They save themselves $500 bottom line per unit if Could you build be. a thousand but units. But there's a closet like right below where it is. I'm like, that's what we had. I know it eats up a closet. Don't get me wrong. Growing up, our water heater was in this backside of this closet. It was the closet that had some coats in it jammed up against the water heater, obviously. And then it also had our uh, board games. It was like when you walk straight in that door. I wonder what the people are doing that live in that house now. Do you know when you like grew up in a home forever? And it was our home for so long. Did you ever leave a, a secret message in hopes of someone finding it? No. I did that a lot. Oh, I, that's the only house I ever lived in in my, my, I don't know. I just didn't think about it. Dear future residents. Although I the bet The gold they, is, and then I would tear the rest of the page I off. I You're such a, <laughs> no, but I bet they're wondering. So there's this, I think we talked about this on the pod, maybe not, but inside my bedroom door, right on that wall, I used to have this little um, clay pig that would hang on a little pretty pink ribbon i loved cows and pigs growing up i grew up in the country remember also my grandma loved roosters so together we have a whole farm but anyway i loved pigs and cows i had this pig clay thing and i would put peach oil in it and i would hang it and it would smell make my room smell really good and so that whole it's like probably the size of i don't know what would that be like a big uh like avocado okay on that wall is just shiny. Like you can, the oil is penetrated. <laughs> so I bet they're wondering what in the world. I don't know if they'll be able to get that off. Cause it, I had had that hanging up there for years and gone through like four different coats of paint in that room and it was always shiny. Yeah. So, haha, I guess I did leave a little, a little Easter egg. A mystery. Not even an Easter egg. Just what the fuck is this? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it always smells like peaches. Smells like peaches, peach. Martha. What is that? <laughs> <laughs> hey, get up on this wall. Smell it. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. just a little bit of, of smelly good from me to you. There you go. Yeah. It made me feel good. Um, she died in this room. Her name was Peaches. <laughs> 
Sometimes. No, my, <laughs> my sister, and I don't even want to hear the pretend story that's about to unfail, unveil or un. I, I said unveil, unfurl. That's what I was thinking. Like a, like a flag unfurling. Yeah, like blah, blah, blah. But my sister-in-law who dated my brother back in high school, she always said that my room always smelled so good. I was addicted to Bath and Body Works. I do have to admit. I My cousin Amanda and I would go to the Olympia, the Capitol Mall. We would. Do you ever have like funny rituals that you and your like cousins would do together? Yeah. So Amanda and I, when we finally had our license. So I was a year older. So. I drove my 89 Honda Accord with chrome above the wheels. We would take to the road. Because then we could get out of town. We didn't have to have our moms with us because nobody wants that. So we would go to the Capitol Mall. And at the Capitol Mall, they had Zoomies. God, I love Zoomies. And, Is that like Hot Topic? Mm, it's more like, um, it's like, like a skater shop. Cool stuff for kids like PacSun. Kind of PacSun, but better. Okay. I never really liked PacSun. It felt so. too bleh. To Zoomies California. was cool. Zoomies had like Obey and uh, I don't even know. Do you know the logo for Obey? Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's their logo, but it's uh, Jean Ferry. It's uh, Andre the, the Giant. Oh, I didn't know. That weird face. Yeah, yeah I didn't know. Yep. Oh, interesting. But yeah, so they had like skater brands. At the time, I was like a skater chick. I like that stuff. I know. I don't. You like the clothing. Mm-hmm. Okay. At Zoomies. I was like, wait, you skateboard? Oh, Yo, no. bro, we should build no, a ramp I'm... in the backyard. <laughs> Seriously, I'm the worst ramp rider ever, but I really do enjoy I would learn. I'd never, I mean, I tried to skateboard a couple of times. I She's will. a good girl. She's <laughs> I crazy liked, about Elvis. I like to roller skate. So anyway, we would go to Zoomies. We would go to the Gap. We would go to Bath and Body Works. That was our jam. And it would, we would put our stuff together, right? Because we'd have cash because we were kids. We don't have like, I mean, I probably had a bank account by then, but like, you know. Anyway, it'd be like, buy two, get two free, or buy five, get three free, or like all these. That's how Bath and Body Works always was when we were growing up. So together, we probably, you know, we'd spend like $40, but we'd get like 20 lotions and body sprays and so much stuff. My eyes are burning from that right now. <laughs> it's too much. We just love it. You guys it. live in a beautiful part of the country mm-hmm. where the air is fresh. I want it to smell like sun-ripened raspberry, Sean, and pearberry. Right. Things that don't exist. One of my favorite smells that they discontinued was Shea, uh, was it Shea flower and um, yeah, it was like honey and flower or something. It was like a vanilla e. I had it when I first met you. That was like when it started to be discontinued. Oh, then you start saving up. I did, and I then I went to the outlet. So there's a, a Bath and Body Works outlet, and um, got the the Shea butter and flower one. But then it was then now, what are you going to do? It's all out. But anyways, our ritual was drive to the Capitol Mall, go hit the stores, catch the good deals. Then, because we were hungry by then, because of all the shopping and the driving, we go to this, there was like an Asian restaurant in the food court. You could get a big plate of like chow mein noodles for $2. Panda Express? Mm Mm-mm. We didn't have chains. This was just like. It was straight up real. uh Uh-huh. Like went off. It was this plate this big plate of chow mein noodles and we would share it and it each just cost us a dollar to eat nice in <laughs> our cup of water and then we'd finish our shopping and we'd head home it was funny it's adventures when you're kids oh yeah and everything felt like an adventure and i'll never forget amanda and i because we were learning to drive when we were young right and back then you didn't have to at 16 you got your license there wasn't any of this like gather a certain amount of night hours or whatever the hell and so 
I got off at the wrong, I was obviously older, so I got my license first. I, we got off at the wrong exit. And so we're like, oh, we need to actually get back on and go one more exit. And I remember us laughing because the light turned green and we just like drove up and over and back on the freeway. Ooh. She was like, uh, we just thought it was so ridiculous. Like nobody does this, like get off and right back on. So we're like, well, I hope nobody hits us. Well, I think we're okay. You know, it's <laughs> yeah. usually you're turning. You're not getting directly back on the freeway. But anyway, so adventures in learning how to drive and wanting to always go to the mall. The freedom. PJ the was able to drive before I was. Speaking of cousins and cars. Oh, really? How come? Uh, I think I was behind by like six months or something. Just, oh, just when he signed up. And, and doing your thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but. Not as know. behind as your sister. Right, Because she was true. blind in one eye, so it kind of set her back a little bit. Yeah, well, not completely blind, just no depth of field. Yeah, a little dangerous on the road. <laughs> wink, wink, nudge, nudge, say no more. Uh, yeah, so PJ had his, and I remember, I still remember the first cassettes that we would listen to mm -hmm. in the car, you know? That's where Cantaloupe came into my life. Oh, yeah, the first music when you're on the open road as a kid. Dun, 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 dun. It was a single cassette? Singles? Mm -hmm. Every single's a little thin? A-side and B-side? Uh-huh. I had uh, groovy, groovy, OPP jazzy, funky, and uh, Ghetto yeah. Bastard by Naughty by oh. Nature. That was one of my first tapes. Nick and I were so wholesome. They're cantaloupe. I would, I would, I would bump <laughs> Ghetto Bastard. The bass would be up high on my AC Delco radio because there was only one, you know. Yeah. AC Delco is not the best radio, but thumped, mm -hmm. you know. Well, it's funny because I had cassettes growing up. And then when Nickel got his license, we had CD players, but they'd go into the cassette to make the CD player right. work because we didn't have CD players in the cars yet. Oh, you was fancy. So fancy. Um, and Velcro, we Velcroed it so you could sit it up there so you could easily access it. But then something happened and like the, our CD player wasn't working and we had to get a new adapter. And so there was a period of time where it was all cassettes. Mm. So that's when Cantaloupe was just on rotation. I swear to God, I still know all the lyrics of that song. And I, yeah, I mean, if we had to, what? You're going to, I mean, the whole song is very just long. Just give me a couple of bars, baby. Oh, groovy, groovy, jazzy, funky, bounce, ounce, dance has me. Uh, tripped up the melodic beats, rhythm keeps flowing, the trips to MC. Sweet sugar pop, sugar pop, rock to pop, you don't stop till the sweet beat drops. <laughs> Turn my headphones up. Uh. And then it's like, do, 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 that's a jam, yo. <laughs> it's such a funny Smooth song. sounds with KD St. Louis. Mm -hmm. Such a good song. <laughs> but we played that on repeat because it was just a single. That's like the only cassette. It was either that or New Kids on the Block and Psst. that I had. And then I think I also had Janet Jackson. And Nick was like, oh, no, 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 no. Not a lot of Rhythm Nation got played in your car. No. But we Nick was much more into like uh, grunge rock stuff. Like Live at the time was a band super popular. Uh, Nirvana. Metallica. He, even Mighty Mighty Boss Tones, we listened to them for a short period of time. Dickie Barrett. He used yeah. to have a radio show in L.A. after the Mighty Mighty Boss Tones oh, were really? done. Yeah. yeah. They only was, had a couple albums, didn't they? Yeah. Well, they, I don't know. I wasn't that big of a fan, but they were from Boston. Mm -hmm. and From he, Boston. Yeah, yeah. He had a good accent <laughs> and uh, was, you know, that punk ska type music. And they had mm -hmm. a couple of hits, right? Mm -hmm. But then he had a radio show in L.A. And I remember driving in the morning, listening to his show and he would do tattoo Tuesdays and they would talk to somebody while they're getting tattoos. Like, oh, what a funny, you hear that in the, in the background. background? Yeah. The, and it was, it, he was a good radio show host. Mm -hmm. Interesting. But, uh, yeah. But yeah, so. I wonder what he's doing now. I know. Wonder. Probably has a podcast. Yeah. But it's funny. Every time you talk about a tempo, which in Montreal is like a, one of those carport type of things. Like right. you put up a. A temporary garage. 
Yes. Which is probably a brand, just like a carburetor, just like a Hokie. Yeah, but my brother had a Mercury Tempo car. Mm. That was my dad's work car, and then Nick got it when he turned 16. And that was where all the cantaloupe action happened. They sold a lot of those Tempos. Mm -hmm. The Ford Tempo. Yeah, because I I thought it was a Ford, and I think I said it on here, and my mom... Uh, had texted me or called me she's like no remember it was a mercury you got fact checked by your mom Oh, always she always remembers way better well it i don't know if it's just age or just awareness like why would i care what kind of car it was i right. never really care. i mean you know i was like 14 13 there you have it folks anyway memory lane we call that segment memory lane hey let's yeah. get into our letters katie yeah <laughs> i'm gonna use that from now on with the letter segment yeah. I'm going to hand this off to you. If you have not heard Cantaloupe, I highly recommend. <laughs> okay. We have... Who sang Cantaloupe? I have no idea. The Melon Ballas. Yeah, something like that. I'll have to look it up real quick. I can't. I've got two. Was he a Hispanic gentleman that did Cantaloupe? I don't even know. I have to... I mean, I, the Flip Fantasia. That's the name of the band? It... Uh, they, it's also it's called Cantaloupe or Flip Fantasia by US Three. Mm. Us Three. Us Three. Um, I wonder what they're doing right now. The they're album, probably have a podcast. The album is called Super Mario Brothers, released in 1993. It, it was nominated for MTV Video Music Award for Best Choreography. Huh. Um, Flip Fantasia, the British jazz rap group U Three, originally released this in October of 1992. As a lead single. So that was, yeah, for their debut album, Hand on the Torch. Um, the song was recorded as a demo a year before the group's first release and features a sample of Herbie Hancock's song, Cantaloupe Island. Oh. Um, yeah, I don't, anyway, so it's the songwriters, Herbie Hancock, Rashawn Kelly, jo, uh, Jeff Wilkinson, and Mel Simpson. Hmm. Flip Fantasia. Meow, <laughs> Okay, we have a quick, very quick and short letter from our awesome Toronto contributor. Hello. Aaron, hello. Says, hey, Katie, Sean, Roxy, and the OTDM family. I know you're awaiting. I found another strange sport for you to enjoy. I'm interested. Unicycle hockey. What? No. This looks so fun. <laughs> Unicycle hockey? Oh, it's forcing me to sign into lock to Facebook. Oh, uh, we don't have Facebook. But we have the link for it. And I have Facebook, so we can put it up here. Fatcha book unicycle. So they ride around on unicycle playing hockey. That's pretty cool. That's pretty funny, Aaron. That's a good find. Yeah. Like. How? It's crazy. On that video that she linked out to for yeah. Facebook has 1.4 million views. Whoa, it must be pretty popular. That is hilarious. Hilarious. I wonder if you wear skates on that unicycle. That makes it tough to pedal. It does. You know, right? There's no way. <laughs> I just you gotta think that a unicycle is uncomfortable because on a bicycle, you know, you use your legs and you kind of crouch over the seat. You don't mm -hmm. really sit like you don't plunk it down, do you? How do you ride a bike? Um, depends. Am I going uphill or downhill? Oh yeah, that's a good. Question. If I'm going uphill, I'm off of the seat because I gotta get my weight onto the pedal. Downhill, you sit down. Mm -hmm. Oh, I'm always like hovering over it, like much like a public toilet. I don't like well, to touch. Well, I mean, the... I'd hover if you're mountain biking because it's rough. But if you're on a road or, yeah. you know, it depends because I don't want to like jostle myself. So then I'll hover. That's true. Just the bicycle seats just are so not ergonomically correct for. Well, you can get 
one we called them i had one and my mom got one we call them for fat bottom girls but it's more just actually just extra cush that's what i would like because i don't want it like in my like it shoves it into your butt crack yeah and up into your bits the part in front the yeah what do you call it the beak of the the seat it does look like a beak why is there a beak underneath my uh my beak you know i know like shouldn't there just be uh could it shouldn't just be rounded why does it need to be like that right right it's kind of strange right We'd it have doesn't to... help me hold on. It's not like my my thighs are able to grip. The I know because it's like so close to your butt. <laughs> you know, like when I'm on my motorcycle, mm-hmm. my knees hold the tank of the motorcycle, well, and remember, I crouch I was down on like a horse jockey after mountain biking because I held with my knees to control the bike. Yeah. Um, like how you look like yeah, I was very bruised. I think we told them that story. Um, but the I don't understand why they're created. We'd have to look into the history behind the creation of the bicycle seat. Who's the sadomasochist who... Mm-hmm. Uh, who are they? Let's go spit on their grave, those Well, it's jerks. like wearing shoes that have spikes on the inside of your soles or something. And it's just not... I know. Ergonomic. It isn't ergonomic at all. Maybe it is. Maybe I just don't understand the human anatomy, but... I don't understand. I don't does know anybody, much, but anybody, I know it's uncomfortable. I know I don't like those seats. <laughs> let that let, be let the be. last one I ride. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Hmm. Okay, we're going to try um, a letter from our amazing Virginia correspondent. It's still titled the same as the other, so I don't know if it's the same. Okay. So I'm going to hit play, and we're going to see. We're going to learn together here. Hello, Katie and Sean. It's Tom from Virginia here. It's a cold Saturday here. Just got done watching the podcast and got the fireplace going. Sounds so different. Mm-hmm. I talked to you all about a number of things today. Got some notes so I don't forget anything. And Love it. Got a kick out of the pooper scooper. <laughs> Made me laugh because my late grandfather hated dog poop. He was so meticulous about his yard. It was just oh. a little corner lot, but he'd take five hours to cut it. All while wearing a pair of wingtips and a tie. Different era. It's just a very... Isn't that funny? I might have gone back 30 seconds on accident. We'll have to see. Sorry, Tom. Um, it is a different era. People would get be dressed up doing everything. Right. They would, you know, you, you show up at the gas station and the gas station attendant would be wearing uh, yeah, a, button up tie, a tie, button up, a nice hat as and if then he's like, flying a plane. And then his like coveralls to cover his nice clothes. Right. It's just it's, a different era. And I appreciate it. Me too. Totally. Okay. Wing tips. I know. And a tie. Beautiful. I love it. It, it is that like old a little Americana. respect uh-huh respect respect although it's just funny now because more so than ever we just want to be comfortable these days and i'm not up against that either that's true that's all that, I have. yeah <laughs> i mean of course nobody wants to look slovenly or like unkempt but i also appreciate the fact that i can put my hair in a messy bun in in my like pajama pants which are really kind of like joggers i can like run to grab the dry cleaning or go to the grocery store just for giggles, you should put some curlers in and walk around and see what people say. Yeah, I haven't seen anybody doing that. But we're in Texas. Mm. People, you know. They probably do. A little here. more proper. They probably do hair curlers Oh, well, maybe. I don't know. I haven't seen it. Serious person. But anyway. I don't think I hit the button. He would have this sign that he put out next to a dog pile that said, please take this home with you the next time you come by. And oh. people responded. They would pick up after their dogs, but occasionally he'd get one that would drop a bomb in the same place and he had another sign he put out that said enough already <laughs> right the picture love, of a gun i know? love that he had signs right he would like stick out there <coughs> okay sneezes are always coming twos i could fill that building 
Okay, but I think it's cute that he had the signs already ready. In Santa Monica, because it was a compact area with a lot of dogs, we used to love dog watch. Remember, uh, Kaylee sent us our dog journal where you could keep, keep our dog log. That's what it was. Um, but people had signs everywhere about please, please pick up after your dog. And people even offer bags like for free. Because well, it's not environmentally correct to, no, let to them... leave feces out. Yeah, especially a densely populated area. It spreads disease and stuff. Mm -hmm. So it's not even just like your lawn or the cleanliness factor. It's the fact that it's like, it's bacteria and disease. Ick, ick. I picked up so many dog poos the other day because we we usually take Roxy on walks all the time. But lately, because of the fact that our construction isn't on the outside part anymore, she can run around a lot more. So she's been pooping in the yard. And I used to pick up every day and I got out of the habit. So that that was interesting. Well, speaking of birthdays, Sean had one this past week, and oh, we're way behind. I did as well. I turned forty, and happy birthday, honey! You're next. (laughs) I am. You know, turning forty just kind of relived experiences over the years. I had people here from all phases of my life, and you know, all aspects: lifting, work, friends from various eras, and. One thing I realize, life's always a mixed bag. There's times to be sad and there's times to celebrate. And seeing all those people just made me realize that. Mm-hmm. Other than that, between the party here, having all the people and not sleeping well to begin with and mm. being a little stressed out at work, I just took the day off yesterday and didn't have anything going on. So I wasn't going to sit at my desk and do nothing. I, said to myself I'd, at the point I just need to rest and finally was able to sleep well last night but that's good it's interesting working for yourself you're not as apt to take sick days Sean has had a cold for what three days four days yeah I see yeah I'm fighting it but he the other day he wasn't feeling very good and I was like well, why don't you just like take some time off he's like I got stuff I gotta do no time. I know. No time. Cry man squad. Double time. But when you work for yourself, it's like to take a sick day just feels, I don't know, inappropriate. Yeah. Well, you know. It's not life or death. If a video doesn't go out. We even had a video. We had trouble with the export, so it went out a day later. I know. I just felt like I had a mountain of stuff to do on my desk. I know. I'm glad that you took a day off, though, Tom, and you deserve yeah. it. Everyone deserves days off, you know, if He's you He's leading feel well. by example. We should follow Tom's lead. There you go. Tag on. Sucks not being able to sleep well. Mm-hmm. I can Just uh, in my notes here, talking about these naysayers. The teacher I had years ago that told me I wouldn't amount to anything and piss on her. I'm the vice president of a company now. Damn straight. Also, there was a relative of mine that told me I'm not very funny and wonder what that person would know if they ever saw the podcast and heard my voice and <laughs> telling a funny story seeing you all laughing I think people need to realize how powerful their words can be and use them wisely I think one of my favorite quotes that I've said over and over again is like opinions are like assholes everybody's got one that's why that was the original name of the show by the way but (laughs) But that's why I love our podcast because opinions that don't matter it's it's a joke but it's true like opinions that, that we all have opinions that don't matter it doesn't mean you can't have an opinion but to say it to someone I think people need to realize how how much that can affect people. Yeah. 
Because he, t- he took that into his life. You know, and we all do that. We all have situations where someone said something kind of shitty. Yeah, you internalize it. They don't mm-hmm. realize, you know, uh, the impact that those words that may have been flip or offhand. Yeah. You don't realize what that does to someone. I saw a cute, uh, I think it was a TikTok, but it could have been on Instagram, but it was just a cute little, I don't know if it was a, a tweet or just a meme, but it was just text. And the, and in the back was like this really beautiful painting. And the text said, I babysat this girl for four years when I was in high school and when she was like six to 10 or something. She's like a neighbor girl. And she was like, and I always had a super fun time going through her art with her. You know, little kids will like draw all sorts of things. And she was like, I'd get really creative with my description. I'd be like, oh, this is reminiscent of Pollock because of the splatters. I can really see the energy in this one and the light. And the little girl would love it. Like, okay, do more, do more. What's this like? Because she made it so animated and fun for her. Anyway, flash forward, the woman who would wrote this post is like my age and the girl had just sold out her first show oh. and she was like it was because of you and she showed like an old picture that you know like her coloring da, da, da. you were always so supportive this one's for you and she sent her one of her pieces of her art and i was oh, like oh nice. it's so cute because in her head she was probably like oh it's just fun and like why not and she's she's drawing all these things and stuff but it's important to support kids and adults in like new ventures we should be excited for each other and instead of poo-pooing you're not funny that you're not good at this like what good does that do that doesn't do anybody any good you could say to your child i don't know if that'll make much money but i think you're really good at it you know like that's okay you could if you're worried about fiscally being responsible and for the record tom i think you're very funny agreed agreed so. just kind of makes me wonder mm-hmm. other than that talk to you all here about this uh, little tidbit you said i got a gift if i'm able to do well with kids that are middle school age and let's keep that under the wraps i don't want that out there because it's like you all said people would be bringing their kids to my house and i don't really want that i mean i've got these this whole room next to me full of model trains and got antiques in about every room and Hey, Uncle Tom, can I put the antique train? It's not a toy. Don't touch it. I mean, it's a toy, but it's not a toy. (laughs) Uh This is a classic Lionel, 1952. (laughs) You know, they're very crash. I know. know. That's like two stories. My uh, good girlfriend, Rocio, she loves Legos. Uh, And we got her for her birthday. Like she can make 20 different cars. And I actually picked that one because she has three boys. And I thought, well, then she can let them play and make their own car. And it won't be so precious, right? Because she gets like these big Harry Potter castle things and bonsai trees and all sorts of Lego things that are toys, but not toys. Like she wants to put them together and like put them on display. Right. That girl loves Legos and they always want to touch them and ruin them essentially. (laughs) And so we got her that one. She's like, oh, perfect. Then I can like say, well, that one's, you know, for like the twins, this one's eating da da da. And they can like play around. But um, yeah. They're toys, but they're not toys, Mm -hmm. which I remember adults telling me stuff like that. And I'd be like, I don't even, that doesn't make any sense. It just didn't make sense to me. Why would you have something you can't play with? But it's because you play with it in in an adult way where like he has the model trains put together. You don't want them to get ruined. Like in Beetlejuice, you know, the train set. Yes. I mean, the whole diorama of the town. It's a toy, but not a toy. Right. It's beautiful. Kids would ruin that. This is, uh, this is mine. Keep your grubby mitts off yeah, it, right. Timmy. You're gonna you're gonna get your pizza grease off. Right. <laughs> There's a rope, a, a stanchion, you know, in front of your toe. You're like all kids on that side of the rope. You can't. Yeah. 
I'll control. I'll press the control buttons. All right. Yeah. I'll show you at work the lights. That, hold on, me to get the moon just right. You I know, because they do everything. Like, oh, I love dioramas. I think they're really cool, especially when you're building it. I used to be into Napoleonics, which is you paint those old those little soldiers. Yeah. Did you have like a big magnifying glass thing where you? My eyes used to be very very good, and you know, it's like forty year old virgin. Wasn't that what he did, Napoleonics? I don't think he was doing Napoleonics, but maybe. He was doing little figurines, little, uh-huh. but you had to paint a whole army. Yeah. I, I raised a British army, but it takes a lot of, of time and effort and, you know, very small brush strokes and mm-hmm. your tester paint and you'd have to prime the little lead soldiers. The problem is they're lead figurines. Yes, and I'm I sure I have that. lead poisoning by now. And the paint too, people said had lead in it. Yeah. Oh boy. Uh oh. What are you gonna do? So now I can't paint so well, you know. <laughs> I don't know why my fingers are black all the time. Yeah, I've got the shakes again. <laughs> One thing about me, those things bring me a lot of joy, and it would burn my ass if something ever got ruined. <laughs> That's fair. Kids don't mind like they used to either. I mean, might leave a cold drink out and make a mark on one of my coffee tables or end tables or something like that. Do you remember that? Um, I know. These are great. Felt coasters. Yeah, Graf Lance is the mm-hmm. brand. Worth every penny. Also, we have it under our microphone stands too. That's Graf Lance. Right. I also just like that they're local. They were made in LA. It's a little local. There's like five or six people at the time, but now I think but they're bigger. But a felt coaster just absorbs all the moisture, the condensation. Well, because the, the problem with the other like plastic ones is they, they keep it off of the the actual wood whatever. But then it st- either sticks to your cup or it doesn't, and then the stuff flies off of it because it doesn't absorb it. Right. You know? I'm a big fan of coasters. Mm-hmm. Are you? And placemats. For some reason, I love placemats. Sean loves placemats. I never grew up with placemats, so that was a weird thing to get used to. It's okay, though. I don't mind it. Wow. Things that, that I turn. do. F- <laughs> I'm quite the Susie homemaker. But what it made me think you are. But what it made me think of when he talked about leaving a ring. Remember, wasn't there that one, um, not Arrested Development, uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm, where... What's her butt? Uh, it's Elaine from Seinfeld. He leaves a ring on one of her tape, but it wasn't him. It's not me. Ah. And she like wants to charge him. Do you yeah. remember that? Yeah, yeah. At was... uh, George's book signing. <laughs> yes, his book party. Oh my or, god. Yeah. Anyway. Dag on. You know it's funny talking about the video there. I'm sorry, the movie with Beverly D'Angelo and the Sears catalogs and all that. <laughs> I think you said Katie's brother had hide the Sears catalog. I, I got caught looking at the Sears catalog one day too, and uh, oh, Katie okay. said something else about somebody enjoyed a movie a little too much, and <laughs> I think that was about all of us boys. Huh? Mm-hmm. She said that uh, as a girl, she was never like that, and I swear to God, our brains are just different. <laughs> And developmentally, I think at different times, even though women, we could say like, oh, we're, we not develop faster, but we're more mature. You always hear that. And I don't, I mean, yeah, part of me doesn't even know if that's really true. Part of me wonders if it's because women societally are, are like made to be more responsible. Like we're the caretakers, we're the homemakers in some ways like if we're following mom around we're like doing grocery shopping and we're learning how to cook and we're just doing different things where boys are like you know it's just different things that you're interested in that was that was trains crashing oh okay but i do know uh through like 
the way our bodies develop and the way that we grow that boys do reach puberty earlier st like statistically speaking than girls and reach their peak before girls too so we're just on different paths of that so boys tend to steal the sears catalogs i haven't i haven't peaked yet <laughs> <laughs> i haven't peaked i have not peaked oh no i mean the sears catalog mm, no. yeah. mm -hmm. i haven't peaked at it <laughs> that's too funny the way the lord made us i suppose mm -hmm. well anyway you all thought that i went to catholic school and i did not mm. i just went to a regular public school all through life and Although my family was Catholic, I don't identify as such. I mean, my religion's basically trains. three little things. One, maybe trains. There has to be a God because if you go back far enough in time, you'd find an uncaused cause. And two, love your neighbor as yourself. And three, the Samurai Code says the worst thing you could ever do is nothing. You always have to be moving forward, and that's something I believe in wholeheartedly. There. That's fair. Maybe he's a samurai. Are you a samurai, Tom? <laughs> um, no, it's interesting. I wonder, I'd, I'd like to see statistics, but I, I feel like church or religion as a whole has kind of gone down, like attendance, I would assume. Do you oh, think 100%. True? Yeah. The, the <laughs> new religion is uh, narcissism, you know, on online people. Uh, don't. I don't even know if that's the, I think it's just like. We were always forced and people maybe felt like they did. Now that we're more connected, we're like, you don't like it either. Me neither. I don't want to do it. Let's not do it. Yeah. You know, and communities found elsewhere. Well, I think the the churches were mm -hmm. caught off guard by the rapid transformation through technology mm -hmm. and um, the way people all of a sudden, not globalized, but certainly we were communicating mm -hmm. and finding out, what? That's not real. Oh my God. You know, like whether it was through print, radio, television, um, and then the internet, yeah, then we're sharing thing. information at a rapid rate and it broke down a lot of the barriers between you're like, I don't know, some of this stuff seems a little hokey. I get the basic principles. Be nice to your neighbor. I'm yeah. Like a, I like Tom's you know, you principles. Should, yeah. You know, the samurai code, samurai. move forward. No, but I like that. The, the worst thing you can do is nothing. Yeah. Cause some, what's the, I don't know if it's like just a phrase I hear a lot, but like the inaction speaks louder than action sometimes, you yeah. know, when you're like, oh, you had an opportunity to speak up or you had an opportunity to, um, let someone know that that wasn't okay and you didn't. You and know? I think a lot of people do feel something, some connectivity, mm -hmm. what you're connected to. I mean, do you have to be in church? No, but you are around like-minded people. So maybe there's a period where the churches were a little antiquated up mm -hmm. until probably like, I'm just going to make a guess 20 years ago, let's just say. The internet comes along and, you know, they had to adjust. And I, I think you see a lot of mega churches now where people are, they've got broadcast centers now. Well, yeah, we have members of our community who help out with the broadcasting yeah. of their church and stuff. And, and so it's pretty wild as they've caught up with these tools. I think more people are going back to it because um, they feel listless or rudderless. Well, I always think of your grandma when she first moved, was it to Terrebonne when the church helped her out? Yep. Yeah. Cause she's not, she wasn't religious either, but the Catholic were Lutheran. Yeah. So she was raised as Lutheran. Sweden. Yeah. But then she said the Catholics came over to help mm -hmm. and showed her how to like seal up the windows for winter and just all sorts of stuff. And they made her feel like part of the community. And I think that's kind of the piece that church usually like that piece they fill is, is that. Right. All right. Sorry, Tom. Tangentially yours. Do you have an ADHD or ADD? The answer is no. Although this is a really sore subject with me. I did have a lot of health issues when I was in elementary school and had to go in the hospital a good bit for testing and 
pretty upsetting time in my life. I don't know. Yeah, I've always thought, because my brother had his cleft lip and palate, and so he was in and out of the hospital and lots of things. Not testing, Tom, in your uh, situation, but it's always made me acutely aware of that. And I think the effects that has on children isn't acknowledged enough and supported enough. I really feel like, it sounds weird to say, but I think, and my brother would probably listen to this and be like, shut the fuck up, Katie. But I think it affects attachment, and I think a lot of it's trauma to kids. Because you don't always have all information. They talk to your parents, not always to you, but things are happening to you and you can be confused or you don't understand the language. You know what I mean? Like, because the words they could use are like way above your head of what you can understand. And I don't think that, anyway, there's enough support. Sorry to soapbox it. But I've, because my brother had all those surgeries and all that stuff early on, I've always thought that it it probably affected him more because he didn't want to, when there was like a new type of surgery to clear out his uh, scar, he never wanted it. He was like, never again, essentially. And my mom didn't understand, but I always thought, of course he doesn't want it. He was like forced to have all those others before he was like two years old or whatever it was. He was really little. It was like before I was even around. Um, and it was traumatizing to my parents. But anyway, sorry, Tom. I just think that what you're saying is like a really hard time in your life. I I don't think you're alone in that. I think any child who goes through any kind of medical complication as a, as a young kid or a baby it's like it's harder on us than we maybe acknowledge and as such tom's disdain for the medical industry is revealed Ta-da! Uh-huh. i suspect i suspect how much of that i want to get into on here or not but that's guess i'll just come back and talk about that mixed bag and there was a pediatrician there that was very good to me and mm-hmm. never forgot her although you can probably blame her for some of the crushes i've developed on girls in the medical field over the years <laughs> Hey, we didn't get through the video without a tippy-tap, Katie. I know. <laughs> I thought that because I was like, where's his dog? I haven't heard the tippy-taps. I love it. Just came in. Oh, we're recording? I you should have told me, Dad. Da, 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 da. It reminds <laughs> Can't me. Can't start the show without me. I, I mean, I love dogs and animals in general, but one of my friends, Marissa, um, she, unfortunately, Zizu, her Pomeranian, he had to be put to sleep. I think he was like 15 or 16. But she used to, on Instagram, was one of my favorites she would play that dun 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 watching uh it's a rap song anyway it was like this little clip from it because zizu would tap to let her know he needed to go outside but he also got treats so he started just tapping all the time and he did it his whole life and then he'd tippy tap do this little and then he'd look over and she if she caught it just right the song would say i'm watching and he'd turn it was so cute so i love a tippy tap always makes me think of zizu Old Whitey's here with me. He got his haircut last week for spring, and he's ready to go. So, big old 240-pound Tom loves you all. He's always, always happy to see you. I for a second I thought Tom was saying that his dog was 240 pounds. Like holy (laughs) shit! That dog looks pretty small in that photo. But uh, you know, Tom must be like 408. You know, he's (laughs) he's like seven feet tall. Mm -hmm. Good to hear from you, buddy. Hope all's well. Hope uh, summer is, um, spring is sprung, summer is there, whatever they say about summer, I don't know. In summer's Virginia. on the way. Yeah. Spring uh, spring is sprung and summer's on its way. I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know what you say, Sean. I don't know You're what You're the one that started summer. this. <laughs> summer, I think they say, yay. Well, I was going to say spring is sprung, but we're past summer, or past spring for we're the We're into part. summer. For the, well, the first day of summer, I think, is June 20th. Oh, so we're still in spring. We're technically still in spring. There's some things I just don't re- retain like basic information about I mean, the seasons. I'm, I'm roughly guessing. I think it's June. You guys correct me. I think it's June 20th or 21st. When it's hot out, it's summer. When it cools down, it's fall. And it's when hot it snows, out here. it's winter. I'm excited because we're going to go out to dinner and I want to sit on the pa- It's really warm. It's nice. 
Yeah. It's like 90 degrees. I'll have the sniffles, but you know. We don't have to go if you don't feel good. No, no, it's fine. Okay, we have a letter from Tina. Are you ready? It says, ha, ha. Hi, Katie, Sean, and Roxy. Dog toys. Oh, yes. I'm listening. You've piqued my interest. My golden retriever slash Australian shepherd destroys toys. We did bark box, bark box for like three months. I recently found Bully Make, and she hasn't destroyed it in three weeks so far. <gasps> Amazing. Check it out. Bullymake.com. I think, LOL. Google it. We will Google it. That's incredibly helpful. I recently... Um, what have we gotten her that she hasn't destroyed? That squeaky purple thing. that sque- It like squeaks though. I probably wouldn't recommend it because it's like so loud. I think she's using it as a communication device now because she's got rhythm. Yeah. It's a, it's a weird it's jazz beat. It's not 4-4. It's like yeah. uh, you know some sort of. <laughs> but she likes it. It makes Herbie a really Hancock, high pitch. You know? like, and she like bites it, bites it, bites it. Um, but she hasn't destroyed it either. And we have that pineapple that I got off of Amazon. Um, from outside that Sean scrubbed up nice and we have it inside right now and she loves that and she hasn't destroyed that either. There is one toy that we got and they said indestructible and that's because it smells like a dirty tire. I know. I'm like, it does recycled material, no doubt. You know, I'm like the dog and I tasted it because it smelled that way and I was like, does it taste like this one I first got, not mm-hmm. not after she'd been chewing it, because I don't think that's sanitary. I don't but think I, any of this is sanitary. Well, it was fresh out of the box, oh, okay. so it probably was full of chemicals. But I, <laughs> And it had that bitter, you know what I'm talking about, that rubber oh, yeah. tire. Yeah. I don't know if anyone's ever licked a tire before, but <laughs> I have. And uh, it was the same. And I, I don't when think, I was little, she doesn't, she never picks it out of the toy bin. She never does. I don't think she likes that toy at all. No. She does our, um, our vet recommended, we got her the barnacle, it's called. Um, I forget what those toys are called. It's a brand. But it's if you look up like dog toy barnacle, it's got three holes for treats. And she hasn't destroyed that either. She and it said, smells like baby powder, which is nice. It smells nice. like vanilla-y kind of, yeah, or baby yeah. powder. And she loves that. She picks that one all the time, mm-hmm. even when it doesn't have any treats in it. But the treats are really hard for her to get out, which keeps her busy. Okay. Well, thanks for the tip, Tina. Yes. Tina's toy tips. Tina's toy tips. Okay, Today's have- Tina toy tip is brought to you by Toyota. Back to you, Tonka would be better for Tonka, me. yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. Back to you, Tabitha. Right. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Alliteration. Tim. Alliteration. Thanks, Tim. And on to the top story of today. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, we last letter, and this is just I'm just doing them in order, you guys. Our Toronto contributors come in hot with another letter. Okay. Hi, Aaron. It's entitled Spiritual not religious. I'm already enjoying this. It says, hello, Katie, Sean, Roxy, and the OTDM family. I was watching OTDM episode 152, where you were talking about religion. Now, I was baptized Catholic. Then we moved to going to United Church, then Anglican Church, and nothing really fit. Anglican? Is that how you say it? Anglican? A-G-L-I? A-N-G-L-I-C-A-N. Anglican. Anglican. They're fishermen. You know, they're, they're anglers. No, it Anglic. Anglican being, I think... Uh, english like uh i don't know they're anglish <laughs> you don't <laughs> i think that's what it is i think they're from from england from Ang- the church London, of england england okay i don't know so nothing really fit i was <laughs> i'll take what are people from the united kingdom <laughs> let for me look it up 1000 please i'd never heard of anglican or whatever i thought it however it was pronounced i think it's the church um, of england isn't it i don't know that We're about makes to... them anglish they're from england the anglican church in North America. It's a worldwide body of Christians responding to God's revelation through Jesus Christ. 
Um, a member of an Anglican commune. The word is used by followers. I don't, that doesn't sound right. The Anglican communion is the third largest Christian communion after the Roman Catholic and the Eastern Orthodox churches. Founded, big. founded in 1867 in London. The communion has more than 85 million members within the Church of England. Mm -hmm. Okay, so you were right. So it is the Church of England. It's part of it, yeah. It's like under that umbrella kind of. Okay. The Anglicans. I think that's when uh, the king wanted to divorce his wife. Mm. And he wasn't allowed to. So he was like, well, I'll create the I'm going to make my own church. I think that was the, the Genesis. Not the not the real Genesis, but his Genesis. His Genesis. Oh. In his book that he wrote. Mm. I'll throw this one out. In, in my Genesis. This uh, one's not serving It me. starts with a divorce. See, it's mm -hmm. not, there's not Adam and Eve. Yeah. You know, there's, mm -hmm. It's just... Uh, Dave, the King of England, and Tina. <coughs> no, not not our Tina. Another Tina. Oh, another. Sorry, sorry was, Tina. We like Tina it. on the brain. I know because we're Tom and <laughs> Tina on the brain. Okay, back to the letter. Ah, <laughs> uh, the the luxury of starting your own religion when you're rich, right? Right. You have a lot of power. It's tough when you're poor because mm -hmm. you got to make up things like uh, I don't know Scientology or something. Right. Don't tell them. Okay. So nothing really fit. I was outed and bullied in high school, and I went to the Triangle Program, only school in Canada for LGBTQ. Oh, very cool. That's interesting. I haven't heard of that. The Triangle Program. Very cool. It was located in the basement of the MCCT, the Metropolitan Community Church of Toronto. We decided to check out the church, and we loved it. MCCT has been going since seven, 1973. MCC Toronto has been helping shape Canadian values of inclusion, diversity, and equality a place of worship, and a place of action. MCC Toronto is a vibrant and progressive church rooted in the Christian tradition and the two, the LGBTQ plus community that is open and welcoming to everyone and a human rights center that is fiercely committed to social justice. I was, before the stupid beeping pandemic, fair, part of the praise and worship team. I had no idea, Aaron, that led the evening service in singing. It was more evangelical type of, it was more of an evangelical type of service. I loved it and I truly miss it. It ended because of the pandemic and everyone's gone their different ways and some have moved. But anyway, the morning service is back in person or online on YouTube, but not the evening service. I love the morning service, but it's just not the same for me. So most Sundays, mom watches it online and I have alone time in my room. Though some Sundays we do go to the church in person. There's something about being in person that is much more powerful, I think, for everything. For sure, whatever you're doing. Mm -hmm. I mean... When you take the human element out of it and you're just watching on TV, like for instance, travel. Mm -hmm. I love travel, 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 Jeremy. Yeah. Right. I can watch I the him. travel channel. I can mm -hmm. watch Nat Geo or whatever. I can watch trains on YouTube going through countrysides of Europe or Asia somewhere. A member of our community, Emily, has been sharing. There's this guy who loves locomotives mm -hmm. so much. It's his joy over locomotives is infectious. Oh, is that where the guy's on the platform? He's yes. like, oh my God, it's coming. And it's close and you see his face like yeah. from the angle. Right. He's so excited. But see, the difference is I'm watching on TV and mm -hmm. that guy's living it. Mm -hmm. And it's better to live it. It is. Oh, better so, to be in person. But I think we're all being uh, enslaved by screens. I know. Well, I was reading, so I'm doing my artist way. Uh, and it's been, if you have the, the time and effort to put into it, which we all have the time and effort, but it is a lot of work. I'm just warning you. And I think I'm going to start it all over again to do the things that I haven't right done. Right away? Uh-huh. Because there's tasks I never got to. Oh. Um, but I love it so much. And something that in this last chapter I was reading that I was like, oh, that made me feel better. Is she was like, uh, 
people who create need to travel because there's a need for diversity in what we see, what we smell, what we eat. And she's like, you might find yourself craving cities and places and things. And I've been like, I've been itching to go. And um, then she always asks like, what synchronicity happened this week? Meaning, what'd you put out in the ether or what came your way that just seemed to just happen? And I had told Sean, I was like, I really have been craving New York. And I was like, oh, I want to go so bad. And he's like, okay, well, we'll try to, you know, we'll save up and try to plan a trip, blah, blah, blah. Then my friend Monica was like, we're having an event in New York. We'd love for you to come out. And I was like, boom, book That's it, the secret. Mm-hmm. No, it's just, she calls it synchronicity. You put it on your vision board. I mean, maybe, but I think it's more just like being, because that stuff happens and we poo-poo it and pretend it's not a big deal. But the goal is to recognize that and say that, you know, that that's a good thing. And that's because I'm tuning in, not like zoning out. I believe, and mm-hmm. I could be wrong here, mm-hmm. but that we're antennas and there's a bajillion different versions of what's going on. And mm-hmm. if you focus on what it is that you want and you put some effort into it, that you turn in, you tune into that, well, that path. And so pre-visualization. It does work. So, for some weird reason, if you talk to, or if you listen to pro athletes talk about it, mm-hmm. the, some people, like if you're a, an NHL goaltender, I've heard of people play the whole game in advance of the game mm-hmm. in their mind. Yeah, we used to do that for softball back when I was really part of that intense club team. Yeah. I mean, Not the whole game, but you'd, pre, you'd pre-visualize yourself like hitting the ball squarely and it feeling like good or, or catching, throwing, you know, all the stuff. And much like the groove in the sand mm-hmm. with the, the ball, mm-hmm. what is that? Uh, what do you call that? Neuroplasticity in your brain? Yeah. yeah. I think that you create pathways. Mm-hmm. And once you get on the right path, if it's the right path. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think this sounds, it's kind of like. I kind of trailed off there because. <laughs> it's kind of summarizing like the law of attraction. Right. But it's essentially the the fact that you find what you go looking for. And if I'm looking for ways that the world is like helping me and making my dreams come true and things that I want, I'm getting. And I'm looking for that. Then I'm more apt to find it than if I'm looking for the things going wrong. Then I'm going to focus on those things. Shlemy, Shlemazel, Pop Stuff Incorporated. We're going to make it our way. way. God, I'm terrible at singing. But anyways, we can talk about that a lot. But let's get back to our letter. Says, oh, um, oh. So they went to church in person. I think I have gone on a tangent. We did too. It's okay. Back to what I was going to say. I love MCCT because you could just be you and you are accepted. Oh, and we do communion. You line up and you go up to the person and you get the wafer, the bread or cracker. And then you go get the cup, a little shot glass like me of grape juice, then consume both. Then put the cup on the tray on the side. This is done while music is playing or a song is sung. Yes, us too. I don't consider myself religious. I'm more spiritual. Um, okay, cool. I'm pausing because this is just for us that says I can't believe I'm sharing this but I was this is me singing my first solo five years ago I'm not great but I think I did a pretty good job oh it's we can listen to her okay anyway I hope I made some sense hugs Aaron the awesome Toronto contributor yay well I think it's great that you find people that uh, share the same beliefs and that you feel a sense of uh, community yeah and I encourage that's you to go what, in person I think person that's what church more. means isn't it? I think that's really what it is. Yeah. Um, but yeah, go in person more. I think there is something about being in person. I want to join the church of mountain biking. Mm, well, we're going to go. We're yeah. going mountain biking in, right. in July when we go on our anniversary trip. Right, right. And then maybe I could have a little grape juice afterwards, you know? You could. You could. A little wafer. 
but maybe a big wafer with cheese and tomato sauce. <laughs> so you want pizza and That's wine? That's my church, yeah. <laughs> and other people will be around like, oh, I really felt connected with uh, nature. With people and nature. Yeah. I think that sounds good. Cool. What's your church? What are you into? One of my girlfriends growing up, Ashley, her and her family used to go on hikes every Sunday, and they said it was because nature was their church. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that either. I think there'd be a lot less trouble in the world if people were outdoors walking around instead of it feels good to be on their phones it. yeah agreed and yeah it's funny we have some people who walk our neighborhood every day and they're always just on their phones and i'm like that's a strange I'm like, one eh? look up it's when i walk the dog i never bring my phone i know you have to have music playing all the time for you but it's a good time to but i just like to not have i don't know why can't i just like look around i remember when we first moved to texas i was walking around our block just to like get a sense of things and also getting our mail and stuff and i was like Oh, it smells so nice here and the weather's so nice and I was like oh this is so lovely you know taking it all in some places don't smell so good and I'm not you know making fun of like like New well, York City I don't think is a very attractive you know maybe if you pass by a bakery or something that's nice but for the most part well, there's a so busy, much dirty city yeah it's grimy and maybe that is a scent that people come to like maybe like LA doesn't necessarily smell very good but Santa Monica would get those ocean breezes yeah. and they'd smell like the salt and some of those plants from the the the, yeah, the, the canyons trees mm -hmm. and the yeah but the pacific northwest in all my travels i think has one of the nicest smells because it washes it all away with the rain it, it's just like the 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 plant matter whether it's um moss or ferns leaves rotting <laughs> you know like there's yeah. it's just it just smells like like organic mm -hmm. i love it i absolutely love it and every time i'm there i'm reminded of like oh that's a moment that that that's zen. Mm -hmm. You know, I dig it. And uh, the same thing with the Rockies, but for we'll some have reason, to spend some time and go out um, to the San Juan Islands. You've never been out there. You'd love it. When you're talking about this, I'm like, oh yeah, yeah. That's that to me is like, yeah, that fresh air, briny ocean. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love it. Mm -hmm. Okay, well, feel free to write in. Let us know what uh, what brings you joy. Yeah. What uh, what you think? Uh, your what are you putting out there? What are you hoping? For? What synchronicity have you had this week? Ah check in with yourself it's really cool to think about it because if you start looking you'll be surprised what you find okay have a wonderful week weekend enjoy yourselves and we'll see you next time bye, bye.